I'm Hillary Hendershot, your host, and this is the Retirement Years on Profit Boss Radio, episode 163. The Retirement Years on Profit Boss Radio is your weekly wealth building and retirement mastermind. Profit Boss is also a movement for women who want to reach their full wealth potential and be financially free. Let me be your guide as you defy the odds, take control of your money, grow your wealth, and retire well. Do you want the secrets of wealth and retirement to be yours? This is the place. I'm Hillary Hendershot. I'm a certified financial planner running a leading advisory firm for women and couples, and I'm sharing with you real stories from real life and real people who are making it happen. Forget Wall Street. You ready? Let's do this. All right, Profit Boss, with me today, I have Danielle Roberts. She's a Medicare insurance expert and National Social Security Certificate holder. She writes regularly for and is cited on many online publications, including Forbes, where she's a member of the Finance Council. She enjoys sharing her knowledge about Medicare. She's going to do that with us today, retirement and insurance so that boomers can prepare for the costs of healthcare and retirement. And she's a regular expert on podcasts and radio shows. Welcome to Profit Boss Radio, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So I'm looking at your photo and you don't really look old enough to be on Medicare yet. How did you end up being a Medicare expert? It was sort of a roundabout way. You know, I started this agency back in 2005 and I used to help uh, business owners with their group health insurance. And one of the things that came out of that is you would gain their trust about all things insurance. And later they would call back and say, Hey, by the way, you know, my mom is turning 65 and I'm trying to help her figure out this Medicare stuff. And it's even more confusing than the health insurance you set up for us here at our business. Do you know anything about this? Um, and after we got a several phone calls like that, we went, decided to go ahead and look into. Medicare products, you know, is this an area that we can serve? And we found that, you know, those clients were exactly right that Medicare was extremely confusing. You know, all your life you work for an employer who chooses your health benefits for you. And then you turn 65 and you're dumped into this national health insurance system that has four parts and 10 supplements and thousands of drug plan options. So we determined to become experts at that. And over, you know, the course of several years, we eventually just phased out of doing the group health insurance and individual health insurance for under 65 people all together. And now we focus just on the Medicare market because the need is so great there with 10,000 boomers aging into Medicare every day. Yeah. And you have quite a robust firm, almost 60 employees. Yeah, that's right. So 60 people uh, here have a full-time job just explaining <laughs> Medicare to people who qualify for it. Hooray to the government for giving us all jobs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So high level, what do people need to know about Medicare? It is going to take over as your healthcare insurance when you turn age 65. Is that right? Yes. So you can certainly delay Medicare if you're still working, which many people do work past 65 today um, in this age of the internet when jobs are not as manual and physical as they used to be. Um, but most people who retire at 65 will leave their employer insurance and then head on into Medicare. So you're eligible to sign up as early as 65. You don't really have a choice, right? The government sort of forces you onto Medicare or you pay a big fee. Yeah. If you have employer coverage from a large employer, uh, which they consider 20 or more employees, 
you can sign up for Medicare, but it pays secondary to your primary group insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, So Medicare has a couple of different parts. And one of them at 65 doesn't cost anything because you've paid FICA taxes your whole working life to qualify for that. So what they encourage you to do is to sign up for Part A, which is the part that doesn't cost anything at 65, but it's going to pay secondary to that group insurance. So you're not you're not forced to leave your group health insurance in lieu of Medicare, mm-hmm. but you certainly have that option to do so, or you can let it pay secondary to your group insurance until you retire. Okay. And then you have to go on Medicare. Yes. I've had clients tell me they don't want it. <laughs> so I just want yes, people to hear yes. you say, no, this is happening. <laughs> it is definitely happening. Uh, there's not very many ways to get around it other than continuing to work and have that large employer health insurance where you can delay the Medicare until later. But the good news is that Medicare, when combined with the right supplemental coverage, is a really wonderful, comprehensive coverage. So we normally find that all the fear that people have over it, once they get set up and they're in that coverage, they actually really enjoy it. Great. And is it better in any way than, for example, the Blue Cross Blue Shield that I'm on right now? I think so in several ways. One of them being that Medicare is the largest network in the nation. Uh, Around 93% of all physicians in the United States accept Medicare. Um, You don't have to pick a primary care provider. If you stay with original Medicare, you don't have to get a referral when you want to see a dermatologist. And you're not going to have a deductible that's, you know, $2,000, $3,000, $5,000, like we see on a lot of group health insurance plans and Obamacare plans for people under 65. So when you get on Medicare, those deductibles are much, much lower. And the cost of the coverage also is quite less expensive than what you would pay for individual health insurance under the Affordable Care Act. So it really is um, coverage that's very easy to use and in many ways more robust than what you might have on plans under 65. So it really is supplemented in healthcare. I mean, Medicare is a decent sized line item on the federal budget. You're not just getting quote unquote insurance, you're getting shared costs. You're getting discounts. Yeah. So, you know, when you join Medicare, um, one of the things I think that people think is that it's a national health insurance program like Canada or Britain has. And it's actually not that. You do have premiums that you pay for your outpatient coverage, but they're quite reasonable. In 2020, um, the standard base rate that most people pay for their Medicare coverage is $144.60 a month. I wish I could get coverage like that for that price. Um, yeah. you know, mine costs upwards of $600 a month and it has a $6,500 deductible. So you know, with Medicare, you are going to be spending something for your coverage, but the coverage that you get in return for that is, is um, really good coverage. And it, you know, it may be something that over time, um, you'll incur a lot less deductible spending for because those deductibles on Medicare are so much lower than what plans like you or I have. Okay. But I've had clients complain about the cost of Medicare once you get sort of layered up with Parts 8 through D and Medigap. I know you spend a lot of your life explaining these different parts of Medicare and, you know, ultimately people can Google what the details of parts A through D, but if you could just give us a high level and, you know, your estimate of what the total monthly outlay is. Sure. So Medicare itself is going to cover about 80% of your healthcare costs. And for most people, I think it's something like 95% of all people on Medicare are going to spend the 144.60. That is a per person rate. So if you're married, you and your spouse will each pay that amount. And um, that's going to provide your outpatient coverage, which is going to cover everything from doctor's visits to outpatient surgery to chemotherapy. 
And then your hospital benefits, you pay nothing for at 65 because again, most of us have already paid for those. And so those two parts together, your hospital and outpatient coverage will cost you roughly $145 a month unless you're in a higher income bracket. So it may be that some of the people that you're working with have built some wealth. And if you happen to be in a higher income bracket, then you do pay more for Medicare, significantly so. Um, there are charts on the Medicare website and our, on our own website as well that go over those various costs. But let's just say that you're in the 95% of people that pay the base rate. That's going to cover about 80% of your coverage. And then you do want to enroll in something that's going to pick up that other 20% because 20% of a doctor visit, no problem. 20% of dialysis, tens of thousands of dollars. So most people will add on one of two types of coverage. The first is a Medicare supplement, which does exactly what it sounds like it does. It's going to pick up that 20% for you. That's a private insurance policy that you purchase through a variety of different insurance companies that, that offer them that picks up that other 20%. It'll also pick up some things like your hospital deductible. You can customize um, your Medicare supplement. There's a bunch of different plans that you can choose from. And you might, just depending on where you live, for example, here in Texas, where we are located, a female turning 65 might pay around $100 a month for a supplement that basically, when combined with Medicare, is going to cover everything she would possibly spend on any Medicare-covered service. And the only outlay that she will have at all would be her Part B deductible. So the Part B deductible in 2020 is $198. And then literally, everything else is covered. You don't have a copay at the doctor. There's no copay for surgery. There's no copay for chemotherapy. It literally covers every other possible dollar. And so when you put those two coverages together, your Medicare itself plus the supplement, you're probably going to be spending around $250 a month, but you've got a plan that has $198 deductible and then you're done for the year. And you do add on drug coverage. If you like, it's optional to do so, but most people will pick up a drug plan. And you can find those in most states starting for around $15 a month. So if we looked at that first route where you pair Medicare and a supplement and a drug plan, you could get away with spending around $265, $270 a month for really full coverage. Now, your spouse is also going to have that same amount. If you are married, they're going to have their own coverage for that same amount. And so if you take a married couple together, you know, they might be spending five to $600 a month for the coverage. And that can seem expensive. But when you compare that cost to what your employer pays for your health coverage under 65, it really is quite reasonable. Yeah. Now, Medicare does give us choices. So perhaps uh, you don't have $100 a month to, depend on a, to pay on a Medicare supplement. Maybe, you know, you've spent most of your money putting your kids through school. And most of your income is going to be from something like Social Security. There are options for program called Medicare Advantage, where you can get your benefits for Medicare through a private insurance company. You agree to use that company's network. And they have plans like that where the costs for them are, are as low as zero, meaning that you pay nothing other than what you're already spending for your Medicare Part B. And because you're agreeing to get your Medicare benefits through that managed care network, you don't pay anything else for those. So someone in that situation might just be spending the $145 a month that they pay for Part B and then nothing beyond that because Advantage plans can include drug coverage as well. 
So there are some options for people to go with coverage that you're going to have a little bit more hassle. You're using a network, but you're probably used to doing that from your earlier coverage and you're going to spend less all the way to the really full supplement coverage where you're spending a little bit more, but you don't have hardly anything out of pocket and you can see any doctor in the nation that accepts Medicare. So this is where, of course, a broker comes in and explaining all those different options in your area and helping you find a plan that's going to not only meet your needs, but also works with your budget. Welcome to today's Money Wise segment designed to make you smarter than your neighbor. Today, we are talking about the QHFD, which stands for Qualified HSA funding distribution. So really, we should be talking about the QHSA FD, but that's not what they call it. They call it the QHFD. It is a one-time allowable transfer from your IRA to your HSA. The reason we're talking about it now is because likely if you're invested in the market, your IRA balances are smaller, which means you can transfer money that has higher future potential to your HSA. Again, you can only do this one time in your life. You can only do it if you qualify to have an HSA now, which means you're in a high deductible health plan with an annual deductible of at least $1,350 for individuals and $2,700 for family coverage as of 2019. And the maximum you can roll over is the same as your annual HSA contribution for that year. So that means $3,500 for individuals with a $1,000 catch-up if you're age 55 or older, and $7,000 for family coverage with that same $1,000 catch-up contribution based on your age. Here's why you might want to do this and why it might benefit you. If you use that money in the future, if you let it grow in the market, those are free returns, and you use it in the future to pay for medical costs, you will not pay income tax on the distribution. So let's say you roll over $7,000, it grows to $20,000 in the future. You use all $20,000 to pay for medical costs, which means you do not pay ordinary income on the distribution, which you would if you were paying for those medical costs out of an IRA, you would save approximately $5,000. And by the way, once you're 65 and older and you're on Medicare, you can no longer use the HSA. So you have to use it before you turn 65. So if you think that may apply to you and you'd like to check it out, contact your financial advisor for details. I do have a client who said to me, and she's a very analytical woman, mind you, but she said to me she had spent a hundred hours researching Medicare (laughs) plans before she selected one. I thought to myself, maybe overkill, but that sounds like a lot of work. And your website says that you work for free. So how do you get paid? Yeah, we get that question a lot. (laughs) So a Medicare insurance broker is paid the same way that an auto insurance broker is. So you know, I have an auto broker. I send her my stuff every year. These are our vehicles. She shops five or 10 different companies for me, quotes me the one that's least expensive and sets me up for that coverage. And then she's paid a commission by the auto insurance company for bringing me to that carrier. And it works the same way with Medicare. So you certainly could just call up Blue Cross and buy your supplement directly from them. Um, or you can work through a broker like us where you pay exactly the same premium. You won't spend anything more. But we help you through that whole learning process, guiding you through all the different plans, helping you select the type of coverage you want, and then quoting the different options 
um, for all the different carriers that offer the product that you're interested in. Right. And then whichever carrier you choose, they pay us a commission. And of course, at our, our agency, we go a step beyond just helping you up front. We also provide the backend support um, so that if you run into something like Medicare denies your claim, well, you've never had Medicare before. You certainly don't know how to file an appeal. You can call our agency and we provide all of that service for free, among a, a number of other things. So it doesn't cost you anything to use a broker. Um, but because we're paid a commission um, every month when you pay your premium, on the back end, you have all that extra support of that insurance agent, that Medicare broker, to help you through common hiccups and problems that happen to many people. Instead of you just flying blindly, do you call Medicare? Do you call your insurance company? You know, who do you call when you have a problem like that? Um, your broker gets paid by the insurance company to deliver that help to you. Mm -hmm. And let me just reinforce that because I just want people to hear a second voice reinforce that the insurance brokers often get paid by the insurance company, but that doesn't raise your rates. So for example, a lot of people think you can DIY life insurance by buying it on the internet without going through a, a broker, but those policies are all totally regulated and the broker does earn a commission, but it doesn't increase your premiums and it's the same with what you're talking about. So it's not always the case that if there's a commission involved for the agent that your premium goes up. And then your Medicare premiums come out of your Social Security income. Is that right? Yeah. So if you've already signed up for Social Security, they'll just deduct it from your deposit from Social Security each month. If you haven't signed up for Social Security, if you're waiting until later to get those delayed retirement credits, yeah. then they will send you a bill quarterly for your Part B premiums. Yeah. Okay. And then let's say you can afford it. And people are scared about limiting who they can get care from. Can you pay more and get more? Yeah. If you go with the first option that we talked about, which is the traditional Medicare supplement, the freedom of access that you have on that plan is just phenomenal. Um, it's great for people who snowbird if they live in two different states during the year. If you do a lot of travel in the U.S., you're spending a little bit more for that Medicare supplement premium, but you're not limited to a network. Uh, if you wake up one day with a blemish and you want to make an appointment with a dermatologist, you can find one in your area, set an appointment and go in. Um, it's not managed care. It's used working with any Medicare provider. Um, I like that also for the fact that, you know, maybe if something serious happens and, you know, we buy insurance for those major life illnesses, Yes. you know, if you were to be um, diagnosed with cancer, wouldn't you want the option to perhaps treat at MD Anderson down in Houston, which is one of the arguably one of the best cancer hospitals in Texas, if not the whole U.S.? Um, when you have that first type of coverage, the Medicare supplement, you can choose the hospital and doctors that you want to go to. And as long as they accept Medicare, which most do, um, you can go there and, and have that specialized person that you've selected to help you through battling whatever illness you're dealing with. One thing that, by the way, I think I find myself wrangling for a referral to a specialist all the time. Sounds like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> being able to walk into a specialist office is a great benefit. And one thing everyone is really worried about, especially as long-term care policies price themselves out of affordability, is the inevitability that a lot of us are going to end up needing stays in long-term care facilities. How do you explain to people how Medicare benefits phase out if you need that kind of care? Yeah. So the way that, that we talk to people about it is, you know, there are some things that Medicare doesn't cover 
their Medicare is always going to cover your medical needs, your appointments with your doctors, your lab testing, diagnostics, those type of things. Medicare will always cover whether you're living at home independently or whether you're living in a nursing home or assisted living center. Medicare is always going to pay for those. But what Medicare doesn't pay for is custodial care, uh, the, the helping you with tasks of daily living, like eating, bathing, dressing, moving from one room to another. So at the point that you reach a need for um, someone to help you with activities of daily living, um, those are not uh, medically necessary skills. They're not related to Medicare covering a doctor appointment or some blood tests for you. So when you move into a facility or if you have a long-term care nurse aide come out to your home, that is a payment that you yourself will have to pay. So if you don't have long-term care insurance to help you meet that need when you get to, let's say you're you know, 85 and you're not able to live at home on your own anymore, um, you would end up private paying for those type of facilities and they're quite expensive. So in addition to your Medicare, you need to have a plan for you know, how do we pay for the rent in an assisted living center or the cost of a part-time or full-time aid in my home uh, when I'm no longer able to just get up and make my own breakfast or go to the grocery store on my own or put my clothes on by myself. Those are things that Medicare doesn't cover. Now, while you're living in that facility, um, there's going to be a doctor that comes out and does house calls to the assisted living center where you are, and he's going to bill Medicare when he gives you medical treatment but it's the cost of the facility or the cost of the aid that's helping you in your home that Medicare doesn't cover. Okay. Anything else that you wish people knew or understood about Medicare, things that someone who's age, say 50 to 55 should be thinking about now? Yeah. So in addition to the cost aspect, which we've, you know, we've covered that it's not free and you're right. So many people get that wrong and then they're surprised or they end up working longer because they didn't anticipate that. One of the big things for people to know is that when you first enroll in Medicare, um, when you've left your group coverage behind and you're going on Medicare for the first time and your Part A and B are now active, there's this golden opportunity that lasts for six months and six months only during which you can sign up for the Medicare supplement we talked about, which is kind of that Cadillac coverage. And there's no health questions asked. So you cannot be turned down for any health condition. They cannot limit coverage for pre-existing conditions. And that's a six-month window, and then it's gone forever. After that, if you want to buy supplemental coverage for Medicare, in most states, you'll go through underwriting, and the underwriters can absolutely turn you down if you bring a chronic health condition to the table, like emphysema or COPD or Parkinson's disease. Lots of different uh, chronic illnesses would disqualify you. So it's really important for people to know that um, like your client that did the 100 hours of research, uh, my hat's off to her because mm-hmm. that type of research in that 64 to 65 window is so important. So if you're 50 and you're looking at Medicare in the future, um, you want to know that when it comes to time age 64, you want to spend some time doing the research, familiarizing yourself with all the rules, um, learning about that open enrollment window so that you don't miss it. And one other thing I love to suggest for younger listeners is if you have an opportunity through your employer or if you buy your own coverage through the healthcare exchange, if you enroll in a high deductible health plan that allows you to open a health savings account and you contribute money into that account every year, between age 50 and age 65, you could build up a sizable nest egg of money 
that you then have going into Medicare, you can use the dollars in that account to pay for your Medicare premiums, to pay for your Part D premiums, to pay for your co-pays and deductibles, and also to pay for long-term care expenses. So if you've got some time, that's a great vehicle to look into if you have the right type of high deductible health plan that will enable you to purchase uh, or to open an HSA account. That's really a great way to get that Medicare rainy day fund going so that you have some funds to work with when you do turn 65 and have to make some choices. Perfect. Okay, Danielle, and everyone can find you at boomerbenefits.com. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And we've got a YouTube channel and um, uh, Facebook as well, where we're happy to answer anyone's questions about Medicare. Awesome. Any place else they should look to find you or about you? Um, One other place that you can go to is there's a personal website that I have, which is daniellekroberts.com, where I address uh, many things about personal finance for people age 65 and over. Yeah. So if you just want to learn about not just Medicare, but all the other things that you need to consider uh, regarding Social Security and more, you can also visit that site for some of that information. Great. Okay. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Hey, Profit Boss. If after listening to today's episode, you think you might be ready to take meaningful actions with your wealth and perhaps consider working with me and my firm in some way, then I'd love to hear from you. Just go to hillaryhendershot.com forward slash hello. That's Hillary with one L and Hendershot with two T's dot com slash hello. When I'm not sitting behind the mic, I'm running Hendershot Wealth Management. We're a fee-only fiduciary financial advisory firm. We work with women and couples to take their finances to the next level. Everything I talk about here on the show gets personalized and put to work for my clients. So I ask you, why wait till tomorrow when you can start realizing your full wealth potential today? The life you want to live, it doesn't have to wait. Just imagine the freedom and joy you'll experience when you've secured your retirement and enjoyed the years leading up to it. That's what I want for you. That's what I do for my clients. And if that's what you want for yourself, just head on over to my website right now, hillaryhendershot.com slash hello. All of our initial conversations are totally complimentary. So let's just see where a friendly conversation may lead. hillaryhendershot.com slash hello. As we wrap things up here for today, I need to review with you the things I have to disclose as a fiduciary financial advisor offering wealth management services through my firm, Hendershot Wealth Management, LLC. You should know that the opinions I express on Profit Boss Radio are my own and they can change. The content I provide in the show is for general education. It's not intended as specific investment advice, nor do I recommend any specific financial products. Unlike how I roll at home with my husband, I can't guarantee that my statements, opinions, or forecasts are always 100% right. Of course, I wish I could peek into that proverbial crystal ball, but so far, I haven't found it. Past performance is not indicative of future results. I talk a lot about indexes, and I want you to know you can't actually buy an index because, of course, when you take a list of companies and create a product that allows people to invest in those companies, there are fees and expenses involved that reduce returns. Remember, all investing involves risk, which as you know, means you could lose your money. And I have to tell you that there is no guarantee that any investment plan or strategy will be successful. And that should keep my lawyers happy. Have a great day.